Keeping it real with Hamilton's property portfolio. Hi, this is Simon and welcome to today's episode of Keeping It Real with Hamiltons. Ian, today's topic is actually a request from a listener of ours and it relates to a bit of a contentious issue and one that constantly keeps coming up and it has to do with pets in sectional title schemes. I think first let's just establish what a sectional title scheme is. So a sectional title describes a separate ownership of units or a section within a complex or development where the person who buys the property in a sectional title scheme is purchasing a particular section that they're going to live in as well as what is deemed to be an undisclosed share of common property. Sectional title schemes remain popular with young professionals, people entering the market as well as retirees and those looking to scale down. They are generally on the more affordable options on the property scales, but they also come with other benefits like added security and amenities. But of course, everything comes with positives and negatives and a drawback is often people who have pets or who particularly want to have pets or maybe in the future want to have pets. So the first thing a prospective buyer must do when purchasing in a sectional title scheme is to familiarise themselves with the code of conduct because when you buy into a scheme, you're actually agreeing to the laws that are currently in place. Pet ownership in a sectional scheme is one of the most common disputes between um, property owners and body corporates. Um, And there is a law that governs this, which is the Sectional Title Schemes Management Act. And according to this act, the Code of Conduct, owners and tenants require written permission to keep an animal, but trustees cannot unreasonably deny permission to keep an animal. And they need to consider the circumstances of the request as well as the best interests of of the complex as a whole. Of course, there are specific provisions for residents who require guide animals or emotional support pets, and these owners <coughs> excuse me, have automatic permission to have an animal, but they will obviously need to prove that they have a dependence on these animals. There are some complexes that are entirely pet-free. In order to achieve this, more than 75% is required to vote and in accordance with this. However, if this takes place in a complex and you are a pet owner, you do have recourse, okay, through the disputes reconciliation, where a case will be lodged against with the community schemes ombud. So should an owner feel as though a trustees have been unnecessary, unreasonable, unfair in denying permission, they're entitled to contact the ombuds and then a process is followed. First, we look for, they look for sort of uh, mediation and, and um, uh, sort of amicable meeting of everybody's needs and should that fail so the process goes on if conciliation isn't there an investigation takes place and adjudication then takes place if it goes to adjudication this is actually a hearing that then is binding in magistrates and high court for everybody to to be held accountable for I just want to touch on a couple of examples of court cases that have resolved around pets and sectional title schemes. It's important that each case is treated as objectively as possible and that the rulings are made considering the unique facts and circumstances. So blanket rules don't apply when it comes to this. Each case has to be looked at at its own merit. One example has a, where a complex had a general no pets rule, but a homeowner asked for permission to keep a small dog in her apartment, but was denied and told to rehome the animal. The trustees eventually took the matter to court, and it was found that the trustees acted unreasonably. Essentially, it was found that the body corporate cannot refuse a request for permission purely based on the fact that they do not want to create a precedent. They had to base their decisions on the facts and circumstances of each request. Ultimately, it was ruled that the trustees 
trustee failed to reasonably apply their minds and the owner was allowed to keep her small dog. In another instance, an owner moved into a complex um, and had a large St. Bernard puppy. The court ruling was not in favour of this pet owner because the estate's rules clearly stated that although dogs were allowed, they could not be over a certain size and weight and the trustees refused to grant the request for permission. The court actually ruled in favour of the owners and bound them to the estate rules where they purchased the property and unfortunately they had to rehome the animal. So first things first, make sure you know the rules of the estate or the complex that you're moving into and then secondly, understand that every case is unique and body corporates are required to apply their minds to the unique facts about your case. I hope this has shed a little bit of light on this topic. I understand it can be a bit of a contentious one um, but I thought it's something that we should shed some light on. Thank you. Hamilton's property portfolio offers our clients the boutique experience. This extends from our initial contact until transfer is concluded and incorporates a targeted marketing strategy, ensuring the best results for our clients. Should you wish to place your property on our portfolio, find a property, or would simply like a current market analysis, please contact us. For more about the boutique experience, visit hamiltons.co.za or find us on Facebook under Hamilton's Property Portfolio Garden Route.